The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. Time to frock up, put on the sequence and say Guten Tag from Liverpool. We bring you Australia's original Eurovision podcast, Eurovision. Direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, Sydney. Now, here's your host. Ben Novotova. It is Euros Vision, your mother's favourite podcast, coming to you today for the episode you've all been waiting for, except for one of us because he's about to cry through this episode. It is the wrap-up episode of Eurovision 2023. We've had history made, we've had controversy, we've had booing, we've had cheering, and we've had a Canadian choke, which is usual because <laughs> the Stanley Cup playoffs are on right now. <laughs> And I don't know if the Canadian in this did better than the Canadian teens. Well, ask Jared. He's a big Stanley Cup fan, as we've established off-air. But it's a bittersweet episode. It's exciting. Everything along the way as we wrap up another year of Eurovision. Let's start with the man who's sad but happy. I don't know. Jared Lubig, New Jersey Devils number one fan. Welcome back to Eurovision, Jared. Thank you. It's, um yeah, bittersweet. But it was such a good year. So um, I feel like I'm still uh, like on the high. So maybe in a week's time. It'll set in and it's over. Only six months to junior Eurovision. So you're excited. Uh, speaking of excited, this man's always excited because it's Alex Morello. What's not to be excited about? Hello, Alex. Welcome back. Congratulations. Richmond Beach along, by the way. So a good weekend for you. We did. Exciting. I did not tip that because I didn't <laughs> no see did. it coming. But no. <laughs> yeah, no, really fun weekend. Great to start the weekend with that and finish with some fun Eurovision as well. I can't complain. Wonderful it, time. It is a wonderful time. Thank you. And it's a wonderful time being on Eurovision because it's a wonderful podcast, particularly when you've got a wonderful Canadian for his second, well, third appearance. He was here a couple of years ago. But his first ever Eurovision, he's watched it. He's lost his Eurovision virginity. If only he could actually lose his real virginity. It's Colin Hilding. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you. And uh, looking it up, I think that France, they made it more than halfway, which is much further than any of the Canadian teams in the Stanley Cup. Such a Canadian answer. Well, they made it more than halfway, so that's a win. Um, that, that's that's our benchmark. That's the Canadian benchmark. You get more than halfway, you succeed. The Canadian benchmark. That should be a podcast. Um, Sweden have won. Loreen, credit history. Sweden equal the all-time record for most Eurovision wins. Seven wins in total now for them. Loreen creating history. Two wins for her, joining Johnny Logan. Uh, two-time winners of Eurovision. Are we just waiting for the Johnny and Loreen team up coming soon to global audiences out there? Jared, I'll start with you. None of us predicted it. I think we all sort of did, but we went for the, nah, we want cha-cha-cha to win or Norway to win. But I think if we all deep down went with our heads, we all kind of knew this was going to happen. But it's... Not, I mean, it's disappointing. We wanted Finland to win, but I don't think we're also disappointed the fact that 
this song won because it's a great song. Lorene is the queen, history made. I mean, everything that you kind of want from Eurovision. Yeah, this was a year where they really were two deserving winners. And and as much as I loved Finland, like Sweden was like my favorite song. So I think like this is like the first time really since we've had kind of like the, the split jury and televote uh, that my favorite has like won the competition. So um, it was nice. Alex, would you agree? Is it nice? Do you, do you appreciate Lorraine and, and Tattoo winning? I'm comfortable with Tattoo winning, but I would be lying if I said when they were reading out the final votes and they were going, Sweden, you got that. I'm going, come on, under 180, under 180, come on. I, I would be lying if I wasn't there at, at about 15 of us in the room were all there going, come on, under, 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 under. <laughs> and then the, 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 oh, well, well done, but the the disappointment that it wasn't cha-cha-cha. It is, I think, yeah, I agree with you completely, like, I love the song. I love Laureen. So glad that she won it. But it's just, you kind of want it to be in another year where you don't have a cha-cha-cha there or or Voyager. I mean, I know that was never going to win, but fuck, I still love that song. Uh, it's just so many good songs this year. And, you, you know, it's at least, I mean, is this kind of the Fuego toy year uh, that, you know, everybody... Everyone's going to remember Lorene and Tattoo, don't get me wrong, but I feel in five years' time are we not going to be talking more about Cha-Cha-Cha because I feel we talk more about Fuego than we do with Toy, don't we? Colin knows exactly what we're talking about right now. Exactly. But, I mean, I don't know, Jared, you're, you're the, the main expert here. I mean, Fuego kind of more memorable, so do you think Cha-Cha-Cha will be more memorable in the future? I think so. I think, like, just, like, the huge televote popularity for the song, like, he'll be back at so many, like, Eurovisions in the future of, like, the... <laughs> The halftime performance show, like with a bunch of other artists, all winners, and then just him as a, as a runner-up there. Um, I think it's fair to say, yeah, that it'll be remembered for a while. He'll be in the sequel to Fire Saga, basically. He'll be the antagonist of that. Colin, I mean, your first ever Eurovision, as we've said a few times, I know you didn't predict Laureen to win, but, uh, I mean, your overall take, I just as a, as a noob watching this, because you obviously don't have the background of the history that this is for a singer to win this twice. Yeah, and you know, before I had made my predictions, I'd wish I'd done a little bit more research to see what the public was going for. Although I'm actually kind of proud that I was able to pick a lot of the top ones still. Um, I, I I kind of, I, I, I loved the whole reveal of the votes. Like it went on forever, but I wasn't <laughs> bored by it. I was like, okay, okay, come Correct on. Correct answer. For certain <laughs> ones. And the funny thing is, is I, I thought Tattoo, in fact, the, uh, the semifinal performance, the first, I don't know, like a minute of it, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Like, come on, when is this going to be over? And by the end of it, I'm like, I want to give that a standing ovation. Yeah, you go Sweden. Uh, but yet I I like the surprise. And it just, it, it was looking less and less like it was going to be a surprise throughout the whole vote reveal. Uh, and, and it ended up being closer than, you know, I think I expected based on the way the jury votes were revealed. But, but I mean, that for me, watching this the first time, I mean, that's half the excitement. It's just even if there's something you are rooting for, like Jared said, like, like you want it to be close. You want to see some surprises. You want, you want to be shocked. You want Germany to get at least somebody voting for them. (laughs) Oh God, that don't get me started. Actually, that's a great, great point you make because as somebody who's completely unfamiliar with the contest, the voting section, I mean, were you aware that there was going to be like a fan vote? So at the halfway point, when all of a sudden you see Lorene so far ahead, uh, I mean, I guess, did you have an inkling of how that would work or did you honestly think, oh, she's so far ahead, she can't be caught? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I had I had voted. I ha- I gave one vote. You did I vote. Oh, it. good job. Yes, I did. Um, one time because I could have done twenty, but I didn't want to spend over twenty dollars. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think what what really I was in the dark on was how much is this worth? You know, how much are the public votes worth? And when you start to see jury votes pile in and it's Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. I started to wonder, I'm like, okay, is the public vote going to be basically the same thing? Because if it is, what's the point of revealing the public vote? You know, it, it'll be over in a split second. But uh, it, it's nice to see that there's a shakeup and, you know, it, juries were voting for some things that the public just didn't seem to care for at all. And then the other way around, there's uh, countries that got a ton of public votes that the juries just completely ignored. <laughs> or the other way around, where Australia just, we as always... The fucking fans hate us. Uh, so we get a top 10 basically because the juries appreciate us. Just on this topic, I, I mean, Twitter abuzz with complaints because everybody wanted cha-cha-cha to win, of course. The question is always asked, though, it's time to scrap the jury voting, keep the fan voting. You know, they did that with the semifinals this year, which, I mean, apparently we are liked in the jury, uh, the fans in the semis because we won the semi. But, Jared, I'll start with you again. Is it time to scrap it? I... I I personally don't think we do. I like this. I like this style that we've got right now. It adds something exciting to it. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I think like why I get people's point. I think they need to rework it. I would love like a jury of more people. I think five people deciding for like an entire country's jury is is not enough and there's probably not enough diversity on those juries to mm. to reward certain songs. Um but I like if you got rid of it like this would have been like okay boring going in finland's winning yeah. at least here it was like we think sweden's winning but we don't know for sure because we know that finland's going to win the televote it depends what the juries do how how close that is um so if you get them like the, i feel like the contest becomes so much more predictable and then also as much as like i love songs like croatia i don't want 26 croatias in, in a, like in a eurovision final like i don't need 26 <laughs> of that song when there's only televoting that every country is going to send something wacky like I want like some diversity. If every song is wacky, then to me, like, how do you pick? Like, boring. <laughs> yeah, fantastic point. I love that. That's a that's a solid way of putting it. Alex, you agree? Disagree? I feel like I always um and are on this because I think I'm a bit the same. Where I'm like, oh man, but every year I feel like I agree more with like the the televote than anything near what the juries do. But yeah, I do agree. I think if you if you went down that route, yeah, it's going to cause a lot of chaos. My only thing in favor for that more than anything else is it gets rid of a fair bit more, I guess, of like I feel like that kind of block voting that you expect. Mm. But I kind of – I don't know how you get around that in any way, really. It's kind of a tricky way. I, I don't mind the juries. I just think – I don't know. Maybe there's a way to revamp it, as Jared said, maybe a few more people or – Maybe something like that, but no, I, I don't know what the perfect answer is to it. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, the, yeah, the point, Jared, you make about like you just kind of would know who would win. And then and the thing is too, then you would really get a level of the, the artist would be able to bombard it and you could almost rig it. I think there would be a way where you could work around like, you know, if you've got a strong enough campaign, you could easily, you know, manipulate the votes. Uh, I think that kind of there is a way around that that you could do it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, like, the block voting. I mean, I, the, it's funny just with the way the votes were read out. Like, God, uh, San Marino, when they revealed their votes, 12 points, go to Italy. Boo! Although I do hear that um, Cyprus and Greece might be having a bit of a uh, an issue there because uh, 
Well, Greece didn't give Cyprus 12 points. So uh, I'm not sure how that was going. I was surprised that Finland and Sweden were giving each other 12 points, considering how big of a rivalry they were. Colin, I mean, I don't want to keep you out of the conversation. It's more of a case of obviously, you know, this is your first Eurovision. But I mean, how, what's your thoughts? Do you think we should have a jury spread mixed with fan voting? Or do you kind of come into this as a noob yeah. thinking, no, scrap it, keep the fans only? Like, I like this for a couple reasons. One, it is vastly different, the results you get. And that's what this it is a television show. You know, they're, they're looking for viewers. They're looking for interest in the public. And you want that surprise. Uh, I, I think had I discovered how easy it is to see where the public's leaning, you know, before the final started, uh, there would have been no suspense at all for me for this. Because... You can see all the, the polls online, like even the, the I think you said you use the same website here, eurovisionworld.com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like they got polls on there. And then even the app, as I'm getting ready to vote when it's getting close to the end and every performer that goes up, there's like a cheer section. You can go on the app and you can see how many people are there, how many people are interacting. And that would give away the results. And I think to do a full public vote, you have to strip all that. And then, then you basically are eliminating the public's uh, opportunity to have an interest in this and to get out there. So you're going to decrease popularity if you uh, remove that split of jury. But the, the exact same thing Jared said is what I was thinking of when I thought about, okay, so is there ever never going to be a jury again? Is it all going to be Croatia? You know, <laughs> It's fun, but you want that variety. And every country now knows exactly what they have to put up. The one good thing with a jury is that you don't necessarily know what you have to put up. I mean, this is my assumption is that, even when I look at the ones they went for, they definitely went for the more prestige type songs and performances this time around, but you will have differences one year or another. Maybe there's different people on juries one year for the next. Like, I mean, I implore you, if you want to join us again next year, Colin, go back and listen to some of the winners. Like, I mean, even just this millenniums, you know, 23 winners and, and kind of listen to the styles that change. Go back to Portugal in 2017, 2018, uh, it was 2017, and then the year after you have uh, Toy from Israel, completely different genres of music. Then you've got the Netherlands winning, which is kind of like a ballad, and then you sort of get through to Italy, which is kind of rock. Then last year is kind of, you know, one level, and then we're kind of back to more dance pop. Like it's sort of, it, it does alternate. So next year we're going to be flooded with euphoria and tattoo sound-alikes, and then we're going to have a freaking, you know, folk song on a violin winning next year. I mean, it's just... You can never predict what it will be sometimes because it's very rare that Eurovision will have back-to-back same genre of song wins. You know, another thing I think that I would um, implore people to not go with a full public vote is when you look at these Idol and X Factor and voice shows, I mean, I don't know if it's the same over there as it is here, but none of these people ever go on to have any success. Hang on, like, Eurovision. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> the dumping ground for winners of The Voice or X Factor or whatever. Uh, the public doesn't always know best. They know what they like in that moment, but yeah. they don't know what they're going to like down the road. Whereas 100%. what I saw a lot with the the jury vote specifically, even though I wasn't crazy about Italy and you know I, I thought that Israel was a great dance number at the end, but not necessarily a great song. But you can see that like they are going for people who will have longevity. These are singers. These are artists who actually have a little bit more to them than just uh, a mama SC, you know? Well, I do. I did like that little section they had this year, which I don't think they've ever really done before. They kind of had that little montage of showing the success that some of these songs and artists have gone on to in the last few years. You know, you kind of saw Maniskin and, and kind of everything along those lines and, 
stupid Sam Ryder and all that kind of things where you kind of just saw that level of what they've gone on to and which which is a nice little touch because everyone talks about success of Eurovision everybody always talks about ABBA uh, and fair enough but you know there are other artists I mean Johnny Logan is I was reading actually about him you know and he's gone on to some things he was on the Masked Singer I mean uh, I mean <laughs> the other dumping ground for voice winners I mean good for him <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, and I mean, even like you look at the top 10, I mean, you look at that diversity of genres that you have, you know, for, for what we have with Sweden and Finland and Israel, I mean, Italy and, you know, Estonia are completely opposite. Uh, you, you know, we had Night at the Roxbury Boy George in there. Like, I mean, it's just kind of all these kind of fun stuff there. The, I mean, the general vibe, if you follow it on Twitter when you're watching it live, is the constant, no ballads, no more ballads. Because, again, the history of Eurovision is littered with ballads. That was kind of just the Eurovision way. But, um, yeah, I mean, Lorraine's often regarded as changing the face of Eurovision when she won in 2012 with Euphoria. Which did you, you go back and listen to it at all, Colin? Because you would really like yeah. her. for like As great as Tattoo is as a song, I think we'd all agree Euphoria is a, a superior track. Euphoria is an incredible track, and I think that... Like, I implore you to listen to it, Colin. It might actually be a song you've heard of because it did make mainstream music after. It went on to quite a big, significant success. So uh, definitely uh, recommend listening to that. Seventh win for Sweden overall. So just a quick little history lesson. ABBA, of course. Seven. Bit coincidental, do we all think, that uh, in 2024? Yes. Take that tinfoil hat off right now. <laughs> 50 years. And, and what are the odds? That they all they get rid of those avatars and they re, they do a reunion. Jared, come on, we've got to see it, don't we, Jared? I mean, they, I think they were offered a billion dollars back in the day to reunite, and they turned it down. They finally recorded an album, can't even bother touring. They just put some bloody projections on a screen in LA. But next year's a year, can't we see it? Stockholm, twenty twenty four, Abba reunion. No, nah, it would just be Benny and Bjorn. <laughs> the ones people don't care about. <laughs> just get the avatars up there and that's way. But Abba in 1974, Harry's in 84, with their famous song, Diggy Lou, Diggy Lay. Uh, Caroline in 1991, Charlotte Nilsson in 99, Lorene in 2012, and Man back in 2015. Finland second, which is that their best performance since Lordy? I don't know if they've ever finished top two outside of... 2006, um, which I did love the reaction of him when he uh, got the telephone and he ripped his green sleeves off and he was getting ready to go and he was pumped up and all the memes that were coming on from it was fantastic. We we know Cha-Cha-Cha, Cat is our new favourite one. There was a person on Twitter threatening to, I will not let my grandma out of the cage unless Cha-Cha-Cha wins. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about Cha-Cha-Cha that we've already said. Jared, but I mean, his reactions, everything on the night, his performance on the night. I mean, I think he got through his Ikea box properly this time around, didn't he? Yeah, that's it. It's funny. After like a Reen's performance, I just had like, you know, you get like the feeling, like the winner feeling. I got that after hers. And I did not get that after his. Mm. Um, and as much as it, like, it was great. It was, it was better than the semi because yeah, he, he was able to punch through the crate properly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just something there was something about Lorene's performance, but I think I think it's because hers was so much in my mind, so much better than the semi-final. Yeah, like it just seemed to stand out more. Um, maybe it was the running order, I don't know. But um, his reaction though, his reaction when he when he loses, like my heart like broke. Yeah, it's almost... I was like, he was so like 
convinced and then afterwards him like going to like twitter and like apologizing that he didn't win i'm like you got nothing to like apologize for so very finnish i just i just like it's not as bad as germany's reaction i think they're about to stab people when they cut to germany it didn't get any votes uh it's only this yeah the second time they've ever finished in the top two finland so after they won in 2006 uh their highest placing was six in 2021 uh, and they also got six back in 1973 so uh, yeah, obviously not the most successful of uh, Eurovision nations, but uh, still a, a solid result for them. Uh, Alex, uh, you said obviously you wanted him to kind of get there. You wanted to have it out there. But Human Centipede, we didn't talk about that the other day. So, um, I mean, it was a solid Human Centipede in the final, wasn't it? It is. And when you can coordinate a Human Centipede to dance so beautifully as well, it's, it's, it takes a lot of skill to do that. That's that's months of training, that Human Centipede. So, no, you it was... your training for that? <laughs> you're talking to Noah recently have you next number <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was um oh i thought it was a fantastic performance it certainly brought the mood up at at what five six a.m it was a really enjoyable one to, to try and i think for us like you know from watching it it was it was the one that kind of stuck in your mind i feel like out of those fun ones there were a lot of crazy ones but everyone kind of always came back to finland where i was like you know, going to people like this is kind of Eurovision. This is kind yeah. of what you think of when you think of Eurovision. A lot of the time, this is the kind of thing that that people think. So I re- I really enjoyed it. I I totally understand the devastation. Uh, it was brutal, but it was um, it was it was good fun. And and I do got to say for Finland, I I love how petty their public are. <laughs> that they are the only country that did not give Sweden any points. Sweden gave them twelve. <laughs> Finland gave them zero. Phenomenal. Good on the Finns. I love it. But I actually um, I I, I think of all the kind of like novelty fun songs, it is the one that stands out. And like, cause some of the other ones that we sort of listen to, uh, be it like Croatia or Serbia kind of dropped out of nowhere. Didn't they? Like that was a solidly catchy odd song, but that got like very near the bottom Norway as well. Like kind of these, some sort of fun, memorable ones that beforehand, you're like, wow, these are great. Kind of just all dropped away and you just end up with cha, 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 which we're not complaining about. Uh, I'd like, is, like, is that a th- I, I'm just curious. Is, is that something that factors in like Jared, you've analyzed these things, you've got your your spreadsheets and everything. Is there a lot of vote splitting that happens from one year to the next? Cause I was thinking, you know, a, a lot of these songs, like including, you could even group Germany in with that, that maybe Germany didn't do as well as they did because Finland had something sort of similar and it stole a lot of the votes and the vote splitting really a big thing. Yeah, I think most people like what, you're allowed to vote up to 20 times. But I feel most people like, they'll chuck their 20 votes behind one country or like 15 behind one and then maybe spread like the five amongst like another. So it does tend to, yeah, like if there's multiple songs in the same genre, like the the better one will get like the bulk of points. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating though, kind of just with some of those ones that kind of do sometimes slip through the cracks. So like I still am looking at this list going, how did Estonia finish eighth? Uh, <laughs> Jury, I, I did, juries. Bridges are not that great. Um, and they beat us. But anyway, what did Jamie, did Jamie watch all of it with you, Colin? And if so, what did she think of cha-cha-cha? So she watched uh, probably a little over half of the performances with me. Uh, she really liked the first half of cha-cha-cha. And then the second half, when he started doing the 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 Wizard of Oz lollipop guild dance, she checked out. Uh, I, I think what I discovered watching this is that she's very much for traditional uh you, you kind of <laughs> joke that italy was her favorite which actually was her favorite I wonder why uh <laughs> she said despite the fact he's dressed like a figure skater uh she liked that it was simple that it was a straight performance like she doesn't want the big spectacle and 
you know, floating platforms and stuff like that. I mean, she really hated tattoo just because of how over the top no. the opening was. I mean, but that that is that is a stage presentation. She doesn't want that. She wants somebody that will be, just get up on a stage and connect with a crowd, which I kind of see her the point types that, of Eurovision <laughs> from like the seventies and the eighties. In like she'll oh, love, love it. That's all they could do. <laughs> but like I, I was... kind of see your point. Like as much as I didn't really care for for Italy. You know, it was one of the few ones where the singer just went out there. They said, I'm going to sing a song and I'm going to connect with the crowd. And there is a lot of I'm just playing to the audience at home. But like even when I'm watching, even though I am that audience at home, I kind of want to see that they can get the crowd into it. And if you could see like Sweden where they can get the crowd into it, I'm appreciating that performance so much more than somebody who's just got a big stage show and you feel like you're watching a music video. Sure. Um, but she also married you, so we know her taste. Is, it's, is this the mum vote from the other day that Jared was talking about? <laughs> oh, Colin wasn't on that episode. We can't tell those jokes to him. Uh, the mum vote. Well, she's a mum, so uh, happy Mother's Day to Jamie, by the way, yesterday. Did you, did you spoil her? You, you want to know what the weirdest thing is? Always. I try to spoil her, but what she asks for is like, okay, would you want me to make dinner? She's like, no, I'll make it. I'm like, are you sure it's Mother's Day? She goes, you sit there and watch the kids, keep them out of my hair, and I'm going to enjoy making dinner with nobody bothering me. And so my entire day was basically just watch the kids, let her do what she wants, which most of her was just playing video games. But, you had uh, Mother's that Day, is basically. That's, uh... exactly. All she wants is a ballad with simple staging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a glittery shirt. That's all That's all she wants. That's all she wants. Um, Australia, our best finish in Eurovision since 2019 when Kate Miller-Heidke got ninth as well. Uh, we've finished ninth three times. I still look at this. I cannot believe Isaiah finished fucking ninth. How the hell Jared is shaking his head, Alex? Colin, homework in the next year. Watch Euphoria. Watch some of the winners and watch each of Australia's entry. And if you turn around and put Isaiah any near, anywhere near the top of our entries, you, you're never coming on this show again. The fact that he got ninth. Jessica Malboy got 20th. That is just a travesty. Um, but... Don't, uh, let, don't let Jamie watch it, though. Or, or, that might be Jamie's yeah, favourite. And Jamie might like Isaiah. There's a lot going on. The yeah. table. <laughs> his face are across all the screens. Yeah, I think, I think Jamie's more of a Sheldon. Uh, uh, Sheldon yeah. or a Dami Im. Basic, mm. just on stage with a microphone. Yeah, she liked Dami. She'd love Dami. I mean, who doesn't love Dami? Uh, but, I, I look, I, I think I'm the only one who got this correct and the fact that I said we'd get in the top 10 and uh, we got it. Once again, the Didn't fucking I? audiences. Uh, did you? No, you did. You did. Yes. Sorry, you said seventh. Good for you. Thank um, you. But once again, the audiences hate us. Jared, I'll start with you. Uh, satisfied? Top 10 for Voyager? Oh, more than satisfied. I didn't think it was going to get top 10. I think it deserves top 10, but I suppose I was thinking more uh, in line with the televoters of Europe <laughs> as, to, as to where it would finish. Um, I mean, satisfied but annoyed that it was that low. Like if you had told me beforehand, you're like, Australia's going to finish uh, sixth in in one of the two and and twentieth in the other. I'm like, okay, so if what we're finishing sixth in the televote, right? <laughs> like this song does not finish sixth with a jury. Like, um, so pleasantly surprised by the juries, and I think actually overall the juries. I mean, as much as Lorraine was a runaway winner, they were fairly fair across the board. Yeah. Um, but that televote score, especially after finishing finishing first in the semifinal. Yeah, what was that? Like, I, I get that semifinal two is the, the weaker of the semifinals, but then amongst the semifinal two competitors, what did we end up? Second last? 
mm. in yeah. the final amongst the people who went through. Like, what happened? They, they like, what up? But it's running order two. This is my other thing that I would change. I think we go back to, as much as sometimes it might make for a horrible show, let's go back to you draw out your position for the final. Mm, mm-hmm. We won that semifinal, and then they put us really early in the second half that we drew. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not fair. We should have been towards the end if we won. Like, we should get favorable running order if we won the semifinal. Third time in our history we've actually won the semifinal. So out of the seven semifinals that we have been in, of course, we didn't go in the semifinal the first year. We got automatically through to the final uh we've won three of them and got second in another one so basically in half of the semi-finals we've been in we've been in the top two which isn't too bad and considering that yeah we're generally weaker in the televote to win one on purely a televote alone was uh pretty good and and just an update we think i think we said in the last uh, episode that if voyager came to sydney jared and i would have a mandate and would go and see them well i actually need to correct myself They've already announced an Australian tour and Sydney's fucking sold out. It's gone. But I emailed the venue today because it said, if you want to be put on the wait list, send us an email. And they sent like how many tickets? And I said two. So Jared and I, if they have, if tickets become available, Voyager, we're going to say, Alex, you are welcome to come. Just go to fly up here. I think they're going to Melbourne too. Well, you're always welcome, (laughs) Colin, if you want to fly to Sydney. It might be close for Alex. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not good at math. (laughs) But uh, there you go. Uh, Alex, Voyager, Promise, Ninth. Yeah, I, I thought they were really good. And it's one of the redeeming times where I think, oh, maybe the juries aren't so bad is when I see things like this that put us higher. So um, I thought it was a really good performance. I, I enjoyed what we gave. Again, yeah, were we kind of stuck in the middle? Yeah, definitely. It would have been nice to be like near a Great Britain or something like that just to really kind of give something different. But, you know, overall, I think it, it's more than I was anticipating from us. So I, I don't think I can come away salty from it. I think it's a, it's a good result for us. Colin, you're Australian. You may as well be. Uh, Were you satisfied with ninth for Voyager? You said that'd be seventh. You are correct. So uh, you're nearly there. Yeah. I again, this is where if I had known a lot of the history or ways to you know analyze the statistics going in, I don't think I would have predicted them in the top ten. I just honestly thought this song is so fantastic; it gets better each time I hear it. So if they did well in semifinals, they're going to do even better in the finals. So I mean, it is kind of surprising. I, I thought that the finals performance was easily better than the semifinal one um jamie didn't care for it you can guess why (laughs) but uh uh looking at the public votes here i mean of everybody in the top 10 estonia got more (laughs) than australia and you have to go back as far as 15th place austria before you get somebody who got less public votes like this is a pretty regular thing you're telling me yeah it's it's often a thing with us that the the audiences don't necessarily poll well they're just because it's i think there's a bit of we shouldn't be there we shouldn't be there i think with the semis too you have more fans watching the semi-finals and more of the general public tuning into the final i think the fans are a bit more accepting because like we send quality songs so they are a bit more like you've earned your spot whereas the general public still a bit more like why are you here you're on europe get lost I, I have a i have another theory and I, again i don't know how the coverage is everywhere else i mean i was watching just youtube live and there's i don't i didn't even understand when you guys are talking about commentary where do they fit the commentary in because you just have like 60 second videos of people it's, at landmarks and then you go for performance performance they, a lot of the time they'll talk over it so you would have seen then if you're watching on youtube did you see where the host like cut to the booths and they interviewed someone so you would have seen them interview australia yeah there was a few of them, yeah. Like, yeah that's what and we have to so put up with that but See, this is my theory is that even though there's so little room for performance performance, I don't know how many times 
I heard. And hello to Australia. Like, I think you're constantly reminding the public Australia is there and you're constantly almost elevating us. You're not saying, you know, and hello to Estonia. It's like because Australia is, you know, further away and obviously different time zone, they felt the need to say that. But when Australia is being dropped that many times throughout the competition, Australia, 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 I could see some public people would probably be turned off. You know, they would be like, okay, stop pushing Australia. Just let us vote. I, I mean, it's obviously been a long time. I think Morocco was in it in the 80s, weren't they, Jared? I think like it's been a long time that you've had a non-Europe. Because I mean, Turkey and Israel are, you know, borderline, but they're still technically Europe. Whereas I think outside of Australia, Morocco is the only one that's ever sort of been included. So I don't know back then if they were like, hello, Europe and hello, Morocco. Like I have no idea, but kind of understand why they do it in a way because we're not Europe, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, it's, I just thought you paid them off. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, like, it is a great point you make, Jared. I think that that does make a lot of sense. I mean, Graham Norton's always ripping into us for not being in there. I mean, he apparently like he was getting it wrong. I, I, I saw a lot of tweets basically saying that he was saying that we had not made the final in like three years or something like that. And it's just like, we'll talk about Graham in a second, but uh yeah, obviously a little bit low on the old uh, fan vote. But the thing is, I'm looking here. We got a total of 151 points in ninth place. Back when Kate Miller-Heidke finished ninth in 2019, she got 284 points. So it really goes to show the, the I guess, spread of the points sort of in those lower sort of positions but above like the top few. So it's kind of like that's just how high, particularly the top two, really came about. Other quick mentions just on the top 10 ones of note. Um, Israel jumped well up, obviously uh, getting third there. Israel, very solid performance. Italy, once again, as we've said, they've been very solid in the last few years. Although this is maybe to me one of their weakest ones they've had in a while, but no gorilla, no dancing. I keep forgetting about uh, dancing gorilla. Man, that was, I love that guy. Uh, Norway, I was a bit worried for Norway for a while there, but they uh, shot right up into fifth, so good for them. Ukraine were kind of there. Like, it was sort of like when they performed, it's like, oh, yeah, Ukraine. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Ukraine's success, I'm, I'm not speaking for past years, but this year, it probably had a lot to do with political. Like, oh, we let's throw some votes to Ukraine. Look, well, that was, I think like, you're fine to say that. I think you can the reason they won last year. Yeah, I think people will argue that was last year as well. Um, mm. So, and <clears throat> 2016. Um, but <laughs> we're not, still not dirty over that, are we? Um but then you look at the others, like, I love Gustav. I love him. I love, bless Gustav and his hat and his night at the Roxbury in Belgium and Australia giving him 12 points and good for Gustav. But is Gustav really a top 10? Uh, or was that just a sympathy? Like, you've been there for so long, Gustav. Have some points. I don't know. Ben, we were talking about this, uh, was it yesterday before we recorded something else? And I'm like, am I missing something with Belgium? <laughs> like, you had to explain to me, like, the popular of him as an artist. Because I had predicted dead last for this based on the performance. Uh, I, I didn't care for it at all. So when Australia gave him the votes, I'm like, is this just like a weird Australian thing? And then more and more were coming in. I, so I didn't get it I, at I, all. But I, I get it more when you explain who he is. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's kind of like when... Sandra Bullock wins an Oscar. Like, I mean, is it really for her <laughs> performance or is it like, you've been around long enough, Sandra, win an Oscar. Like, I don't know, Jared. I mean, I again, love the guy. He was very popular in that building. So do you think a lot of that does come from the, ah, yeah, you've been around enough, champ, have a top 10? I think a lot just goes by like 
the the crowd vibe that you get on the TV. And I think it was that everybody was cheering for. I, I think I said in like the first episode. For me, it wasn't wasn't anywhere near like the winner of the national final. I think I had six songs, and for me, like it was like my fifth favorite in the national final. So to me, I was like, I don't know how you got here. And then for it to finish top ten, I'm like, I don't know how that happened. For our jurors to give it twelve points, the lowest of our five jurors put it third. Three put it. Three put said this was the best song in the final. One said it was second, and then another person said it was third. Wow! Like I could get him somehow getting an average of like okay, like it's they're really split. That's how he's. But for three of our jurors to put this first, I don't know. Yeah, um, pretty crazy. And just a correction, by the way, I think um, I must have been reading a wrong list the other day for our jury members because I didn't actually read any of them correctly. Uh, we actually had Andrew Farris, Tony Perrin. Australia's Funniest Home Videos, Tony Perrin. There she is. Uh, Eddie Perfect, Bryony Dawson, and Latifah T. So uh, Andrew Farris, of course, uh, from In Excess. So uh, I can see that. Um, Tony, I mean, she was a singer before she was a host of Australia's Got Australia's Funniest Home Videos. Right? Colin used to love Australia's Funniest Home Videos <laughs> back in the day. I know that. Um, didn't Bob Saget host the American one? Yeah. Was there a Canadian funniest home video? No, we never had one. Oh, um, <laughs> Canadian videos aren't funny. <laughs> We're not too, poli- funny. <laughs> too polite to send them in. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, no, we, we, we don't want to laugh at ourselves, eh? Um, but, uh, yeah, Belgium, <laughs> good on you. Estonia, Bridges, um, and Czech Republic, 10th. So that was the top 10. Others that I guess surprised, I mean, Spain and France were two big, you know, top 10 shorties, um, failed miserably. I mean, I've constantly said Spain, not as good as everybody says it is, but France, I mean, I thought Canada's own Lazara killed it on the Eiffel Tower. So that was very dummy Uh, I mean, Colin, were you proud of your Canadian, even though she ended up finishing 16th? See, I I didn't know how to predict uh, any of the, uh, the these big five countries because I'm like, well, I haven't seen their performances yet, and I don't know is it uh, a benefit to them. I would almost think that Depends. this is something that would hurt you more, and maybe it did in some of these cases. The fact that there's no opportunity for these to grow on people, I, I thought it was a good performance. Jamie didn't like it, <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a Quebecois. It, still, it, it, there's just still something. Maybe it's just you know all the. To me, all the French Canadian music sounded the same. This just it fits into that. Uh, it's still great that we had a Canadian there um, representing somebody else's country. I mean, can we can we just flip it around when Canada finally gets in there? Can we get uh, like a French singer in? <laughs> you can get um, uh, moustache people back. Get Twin Twin in. There's a song for you to look up. Add that to you. I hope you're writing notes, Colin, for all these <laughs> songs you need to look up. Alex, what did you think of? I mean, France, Spain. When well, we were obviously going to get to the other two that kind of maybe are at the bottom in a moment, but like, uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I thought I thought she killed it. Spain, meh. I I thought they were good. I I do think not seeing the live performance until the semis definitely I think skews their odds. If anything else, where you don't kind of know how you're going to react to it in the same way. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed. I liked France. I was never huge on Spain. Um, to see them so far down was surprising. But to be fair, looking at it, I think there were a lot on reflection in high jury votes that. I didn't think would be getting high jury votes. Like you say Estonia, I thought Estonia was probably going to do quite well with juries, but Belgium, I couldn't figure out doing well. And I thought Czech Republic would do much better publicly than it would with juries. So there's a few like that where I think they kind of were, yeah, the opposite of what I was actually waiting for. And Mr. Joel Creasy, our esteemed, he was very shocked, wasn't he? Every time Spain and France, uh, and also just quickly to the overall points. I mean, if you look from Spain in 17th, 
to Belgium in seventh. Only 82 points cover those positions there. So, I mean, uh, that's that's a pretty tight field there. Jared, uh, Mr. Mr. France, Mr. Spain, I mean, what's your thoughts on their positions? I think France, after watching the performance, and by the end, I wasn't as surprised. I did love it. She gave everybody the finger when, when she got her public votes. Like, that was a highlight <laughs> of the entire thing. How French. Oh, sorry, how Canadian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Canadian. <laughs> She's but from Spain. Quebec. Yeah, Spain to me, I was, like, in, like, total shock. I thought it would do, like, it didn't do bad with the juries. I thought it would do better with the juries. I think vocally it was, like, the best performance of the night. Whether you like that style of singing or not, like, there wasn't anything vocally wrong with it. But, like, yeah, the five points from the public and the fact that, like, two of those obviously came from the rest of the world, so, like, relying on the Hispanic communities, like, a normal year she's getting three televotes <laughs> and that's it. Um, that Yeah, I was shocked. I didn't know it was going to go amazing in the televote, but last in the televote, like, no way. Jared, i got to congratulate you, though. Um, our bottom two, um, you called it with the UK. I mean, you said that would be last, but second last, and poor old Germany. But I had to. I did laugh reading the uh, CNN article on Eurovision when they basically said, and the United Kingdom returned to their traditional spot at the bottom of the table after last <laughs> year's high. Uh, which is a subtle burn there from CNN. I mean, Jared, like... I love both these songs. Like, I really do. And maybe I'm just being completely bi- Like, May's song was not that bad. Come on. Even even you, Jared, who put it at the bottom. It's not 25th out of these finalists, is it? No, I don't, well, I don't think so. I just had a feeling that, you know, they were going to go bad again. I think, um, I mean, it had an amazing spot in the running order. It, it maybe didn't hit as much, but I think it hit more than others. Germany, for me, like, it really... I like the song, but I felt like it did not hit on the night. I don't know, like, what was... T- to me, like, the staging looked good, but maybe it was, like, the camera angles. I don't know. Mm. It just wasn't... It wasn't exciting enough. Like, this was meant to be, like... This is meant to be, like, an exciting song, and it was just kind of, like, oh, like, the whole way through, like, okay. I did I yeah. did love uh, one-legged... Oops, I did it again suit from 2000, and also I loved their reaction when they... <laughs> the public vote. He just had this look. I thought. I mean, anyone's going to give the finger. It's going to be him. Um, but yeah, Alex, Germany, UK, their traditional spots. I guess. I I enjoyed Germany. I do understand it not hitting as as hard as it probably could have. Yeah, like you're going blood and glitter. Like go all out with that, man. You could go so far to make that really good. So, I think they could have got more. Um, I don't know. There's something about UK that just kind of feels very kind of. I don't want to say manufactured, but it doesn't feel like a kind of like you're getting as much kind of fun out of their songs in the same way. And I feel like the same ones, when you look back at the last few years, ones that haven't done very well, like um, Embers a few years ago, ones like that, they give the same kind of vibe, I think, where it's kind of like singer dancing, a couple of kind of corny dancing people next to them. Like, I don't know. I feel it's this formulaic kind of thing that the UK puts out that doesn't resonate well because it kind of, going back to like X-Factor stuff, it kind of makes it look a bit like a crap performance from X-Factor yeah. or something like that. So I think kind of they, the, the reason it did so well last year as well as being completely different was it didn't give that kind of vibe, I think. Whereas I think it's really easy for the UK to slip into this like, this is a pop show performance, which I, I don't think does as well with the general Eurovision public. Well, it's actually really, because this song is like charting in the UK. like and, and maybe that's just because it's like, UK a bit Eurovision crazy at the moment because they're hosting it, so maybe it's kind of that thing. But 
kind of thought like maybe it would do a little bit better just because it was getting some chart success before this. Quick uh, snap question for both Alex and, and Jared, because Colin, unless you've done some secret research, you won't get what I'm going with this. Uh, do you think that Brooke would have done better last year with That's Rich? Because, I mean, very similar songs, very similar singers, and I'm just being completely biased because she's now a good friend of the show. Alex? I liked it more than May's one. So if she if she had the UK flag next to her instead of the Irish <laughs> one and was representing, I, I think she would get some decent public backing. I think maybe like a at least three or four more spots, if nothing else. I don't reckon it would be like, you know, top 10, but I reckon it would be, it would have done a little bit better. Jared? Yeah, I think if she was in semi, if if that's Rich had been in semi-final two this year, I think it would have got through to the final. Yeah. I think, did I read somewhere that Islander considering their... Uh entry next year after their result this year like is that a, you know they're sulking probably so well i mean they were that salty about it they, might, they, they were should drawing so they should probably think about what they've been sending and, and think about something different maybe is probably the best thing to yeah. consider maybe revamp that national final yeah maybe and also i did see a whisper now that we've got luxembourg back next year monaco might be uh on the agenda next year. So we could have all the micro states coming in and doing it colin any ex- extra things to add on the uk and germany I mean, Germany to me is a big surprise because uh, it was something completely different. So you think because it doesn't fit in with anything else on the show, you're going to get people who are just, it stands out, you know, that they're looking for something that, that doesn't blend in like a lot of the other ballads do. Um, I Again, I didn't really know how these uh, would go with these countries like uh, the, like the UK, nobody being able to see it. I, I know that if I had been basing it on my personal preference, I would have put UK 25 or 26 because no matter how many times I listen to the song, it's just, it, it, I don't get it. I don't, it doesn't feel special to me. And I, I think Jared- She had a heart said, broken. <laughs> Instead of killing him, she wrote a song. So it's Taylor uh, Swift. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But, but like, there's nothing special about it. I think that's kind of what you were getting at, Jared. Like it's- it, it doesn't feel like something that's big or this is a once a year opportunity to really showcase your best. The only other performance that I really thought was just as underwhelming as this, uh, and I'm not even talking vocally, I'm just talking the, the all-around package was uh, Slovenia. That, I'm like, I'm still scratching my head on how does Slovenia actually get in here. Jared, are you shaking your head because he loves Slovenia? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, I just don't get it at all. But yet they still put more effort into it than the the UK. Like the UK's just felt like, it felt like they were phoning it in a little bit, you know? It was a bit of a lazy effort. Well, the mum. four votes in the final, and you can guarantee Slovenia got one of my votes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, on that. Other songs, performances. I mean, we should mention Andrew Lambrow, um for Australia, Cyprus, whatever you want to say. 12th, decent effort. That's pretty solid for him. Uh, I was surprised with Austria. I mean, I guess they did go first. So, you know, that that hurt them that they were sort of as low as they were there. And Serbia, like, where was the love for Serbia? Like, that was such a quirky, fun song. And it was just interesting. I love the staging. The fucking robot thing was, like, cool and just... Yeah, I, I don't get that. Uh, I'll start with you, Jared. Where, you know, shocks, uh, disappointments for you. Anything else on some of the songs we haven't touched on? Um, I think Austria was like the real one as well. Um, they were another one of my four votes, and like I, I suppose I knew like there's this trend of like if you open the final or you're super early, you're not going to get a good televote. Uh, I'm sorry, I, well, just a good result in general. I mean. It, 
just that was another one that shocked me that like the juries gave it a bit more um i suppose maybe the message is a bit more mm. relevant for music professionals with the whole streaming service money um but yeah i think that to me was the real one that i was like what some of like and just countries beating us in the televote <laughs> switzerland doing better than us in the televote yeah that's just that's just stupid um colin for you any i mean obviously we should mention your song prediction to win was norway so but i mean i don't know if you're satisfied with them being fifth at least i i i really thought there would be a little bit more from the juries like there was almost nothing there um but uh yeah, the public vote really came through. I think it was it's the third highest for public votes, so really just behind Sweden and Finland. I I, I still love Norway's uh, performance, even though I I think when we were talking yesterday. I kind of agree that you know the recorded version is better. To me, the the biggest example of that is Austria. Like the the performance was just a fraction as good as the the recorded song, and there wasn't a lot of movement to it. I mean, it, it looked interesting, but to me, it didn't stand out the way a lot of these other artists went out there and really gave it their all. Uh, the ones that I think that I was most disappointed with just personally was Serbia because I thought that was just so, again, so different, uh, a little bit smarter, maybe a little bit too smart uh, when you're having all these silly songs out there like Croatia uh, and Moldova, which mm. is just a blast. Like every time I even hear that song, like I've listened to that song. I don't know. It was stuck in my head. Flute. How is that? Like, that was like <laughs> the coolest thing. Yeah, and like I, that song is just the one that's been stuck in my head the most over this entire weekend. I just can't get it out of my head. And I, I really thought that more people would take into it because I absolutely loved it. Uh, I'll tell you the one that Casper loved was Lithuania, uh, Stay. I mean, it's just, just a straight ballad. Wow. And Jamie would have loved it because it was a very contained stage performance. Uh, but I was trying to pinpoint what it was, and he said he liked the color orange. And she was wearing orange. So uh, you want more votes from Canada? Just put some orange out there and my kid will vote. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good. Good to know. Uh, Alex for you. Um, I would kind of say Austria, but I kind of agree. Like, I think they could have done more with the performance to really like ham up like the music video that they released with it with like the middle-aged men in suits, like going crazy to the song. Like that's what I was kind of waiting for something like that to really kind of give them something extra um, just to make it that little bit more memorable. Um, and yeah, probably the other one was Norway. Like I thought Norway, yeah, I know I said it the other day, like, you know, their performance maybe wasn't quite as dynamic as, as I was hoping, but it's still a killer song. So I, I thought the juries were going to give it at least a little bit more love through the through that. That was probably the main thing that stood out. Televote. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I was going to say, I wish, I wish that we got... I hate the jury having a separate show as well. And like mm. another change, like just... Is that new? Because they kept... New, med- it? It's nah. been there, I think, for a, a long time now. Um, but it's just, to me... I don't get why they need to. I'm like, surely you can round up five five people's votes in the same time you can round up however many million. Like, yeah. Um, and and like that annoys me too because you don't. They're judging obviously on a different performance, and that was like the whole like. I think Joel kept saying during like the Norway performance, like, oh, there were like rumors that like in the jury show she like couldn't hit like the whistle note, like blah blah blah. I'm like, but we don't get to see that. Like, it's not. Like it brings in like into more like this discrepancy between like televote and jury vote if you're watching like a completely different product. That's a very good point. Very good point. The Battle of Scandinavia in the televoting was true. First, second, third, Finland, Sweden, Norway. So uh, there you go. Iceland, pick your game up. Denmark, pick your game up. Come on. What's going on there? Um, Just another couple of things. We'll talk quickly about uh, the vision and the hosting and the everything on those sort of lines quickly before we reveal our 
points what we got. Um, the obviously they do the Marcel Bezencon Awards, sort of outside of these ones that are kind of a bit more, a bit, getting a little bit more prestigious year to year. So uh, they have the Artistic Award, the Press Award, and the Composers Award. Both the Artistic and Press Award went to Lorraine uh, and Tattoo, and the Composers Award went to Italy, Dua Vite. And then the OGAE, or as I learnt, uh, is also pronounced Oge. It's just some people just like to say OGAE. Uh, they did their top five, and it went Sweden, Finland, France, Norway, and Austria. So uh, France and Austria, loved by the official fan club. Not too much uh, by the rest of it. Um, just touching on everything else, the hosting, the performances. Uh, we cannot escape. Imagine, for fuck's sake, let it go. <laughs> it's not the Olympics. All right, we get it. Um, Graham Norton showed up. Good for him. I think he was half asleep reading the votes. He kept like looking down, and then every now and then he'd look up the screen and go, oh, hello. Uh, Joel and Miff, I don't even know. Why the fuck were they on the international broadcast? Ugh, 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 ugh. Um, I'm sad you didn't get the NBC one. I miss Johnny Weir. Bring back, bring Johnny Weir to Australia. That's all I can say. Jared, anything to add on everything around everything? I mean, we had Kate. She's the talk of the town. Princess Kate playing the piano at the beginning, and that's all the world gives a shit about right now. That Kate can play. Kate Middleton can play the piano. But uh, everything else around that. Um, I'm just glad that we got the winning song in the final. Like I hate years where they'll play the winning song like to open like semi-final one or whatever mm. like no save it for the final um i think i can i don't know if i like returning artists coming to cover other songs or not i just think like i mean obviously imagine ruined it for me like we know how much i cannot stand that song and to have like mahmood sing that i was like it was not like the right song choice mm. for him mm-hmm. i'm like just get him to sing soldy i don't think i've liked anything else that he's sung apart from that <laughs> i'm like this is not this is not the person you picked to sing this song like it was just it was not good uh, and then graham norton like he was just so bad the worst of, of like the host he annoyed me throughout he was so like off the ball with everything he was doing um when he was talking about voyager he was like like talking about like the boys from down under. I'm like, you realize there's a female in that band, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> Even Josh, I, I like Joel pulling, pulling him up for that. Mm. And I don't like Joel, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Graham just annoyed me. Like they got like, I'm like, why are you here for one night? Yeah. Just get rid of him. They're fine. Like the three women did a great job. And it was amazing as usual. I'm like, she could have done that by herself. A bit disappointed in that whole middle section of celebrating the music of Liverpool. Ukraine won Eurovision last year. This wasn't your show, England. Um, and, oh, appearance from Ruslana. Like, oh, here we go, Ruslana. There she is. She's fucking swaying on a bridge in Kiev or whatever it is. Kiev, Kiev, whatever you say. Like, I'm just like, for God's sakes, like, this is an icon of Eurovision, right? She's won it more recently than you have the UK. I mean, what was the, the woman from, like, the 90s who was getting up there singing the thing? I mean, come on. No one gives a shit about that song. Um, but, like, I mean, oh. Yeah, Graham, I usually like Graham Norton, but he was a bit on the nose, I feel. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on everything else that happened? Oh, it's good that the Russians didn't know Ruslana was going to be there, given how petty <laughs> they were feeling on Eurovision <laughs> Day. Um, I, I didn't enjoy it. I have to call him Graham Norton because I've watched so much RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul just always calls him Graham because <laughs> for some reason Americans don't know how to say Graham. Um, Colin, it, say Graham. Graham. Grant, Grant, yeah. Thank you. Canadians can there's, there's, as I say, complete. There's like a um, there's a uh, what do you call it? There's an IndyCar driver called Graham Rahal, mm. and it's pronounced 
pronounced, you know, you can see it's spelt the same, but they call him Graham Ray Hall, and it mm. really bothers me that they just don't know how to pronounce Graham. Um, sorry, tangent. Um, I, as much as it was weird, I kind of enjoyed the kind of artists coming back to cover and do different bits and pieces. Like the one they did years ago in Israel's, I think it was Israel. Still one of the ones I really enjoyed watching them cover yeah, each yeah, other's Golden kind of Boy Eurovision songs. Was back, wasn't he that year? Yeah, I, oh. I, I enjoy that kind of thing. Like, I don't mind like a compilation of different people coming back and doing bits and pieces. Um, I think that kind of has always been something I've enjoyed more. I did like that they had the little bits of the Ukrainian artists near the start while the flags were all being paraded. But it does feel like, you know, they probably could have turned that into a bigger segment rather than like, here's 10, 10 seconds of Jamila. Here's 10 seconds of all these other ones where you probably could have given them a bigger spot later to do something really good. Got to, um, yeah. got, got, got to add too. Eurovision banned Zelensky from sending a message because they didn't want to make it too political. So why the fuck was Prince Charles, Camilla and Kate Middleton allowed to do shit? Like, your propaganda is okay for you, England, but when it comes to the U, oh no, no, it's too political. Kate play the piano. There's the new king. There's Charles. There's the queen. We've just coronated them. There they are. Uh, I like Netta doing "You Spin Me Right Round." She kind of got into that, and I liked her kind of when she pulled something on a thing and she had inflatable fucking wings. Well, that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, another one you got to look up, Colin, on your list: Golden Boy uh, from Israel. Nadia. you're gonna have to send me this list later on. Oh, please remind me. <laughs> you know he's gonna hate it. Oh god, yeah, Golden Boy. If you hate Golden Boy, you're dead to me. That is the <laughs> that is the song that Eurovision loves the most, is it not? That is our song on this show. Uh, Colin, anything else? Um, Graham uh, Norton. I mean, he's actually really popular over here, uh, and I was surprised how little he was in it. And when he was there, it, like it, it, you're right, it's like he was asleep. Like this is a guy who is a ball of energy, and and almost too overwhelming at times of his personality. <laughs> he just, th- this was the equivalent of, I wrote a song. This was him phoning <laughs> it in. Uh, but I thought that Hannah, Hannah Waddingham was just fantastic. I mean, and it, it, it is very much, you know, a very British style of hosting, which can take some getting used to, but uh, I, I think that she kind of calms things down a little bit. It is not too overwhelming, but uh, all the performances, like, you know, bringing past people, I, it doesn't mean as much to me. I, kind of zoned out during a lot of those because maybe I didn't know who they were, but what was it with the the one um, singer they had who they did a flashback to 1993, I think they said, when she won? The old lady, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> like, this is, this is, uh, now I'm going to discover a very UK thing. She got, like, a 10-minute video package leading into her appearance. I swear the winner vote reveals didn't go as long as that did. It was like, oh, we've got the greatest winner in history. I didn't even know who she was. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, why is she getting so much special treatment? Because the UK don't win anymore. Um, and outside Can we talk of- about how she didn't even win, though? She finished second. Oh, she did she finished second? She finished second. Really? I'm like, oh. why is she here? Right. Because okay. <laughs> then the Irish presenter, that was that whole thing, how, like, they were talking to the Irish presenter because she won that year. Oh, this is oh, because I yeah, that's right. Okay, so like I'm getting confused too because yeah, the the one that was on the couch weirdly flirting with Graham Norton, even though you're not barking up the right tree there, love. Um, but yeah, you're right. So with that better the devil, you though whatever the hell song. Yeah, with second, the UK can't even just celebrate. I mean, where's Katrina and the Waves? They they won it in '97. That was their last Did win. They really? Yeah, Katrina and the Waves. Oh, those yeah, the 
I mean, the singer is from Liverpool, but still, I'm just like, why would you? <laughs> no. That song was annoying, though. <laughs> the devil you know. Kylie Minogue did better, the devil you know better. We all agree with that. Come on. Um, I think, you know how they do that compilation in the UK? It's like, now, that's what they call music. And I think in Australia, we've got our own version of it. They just released a now, that's what I call Eurovision, which I downloaded. And that song's on it. And it's got a whole bunch of like older songs on it, which I've never heard before. And I'm like, wow, Eurovision's different. Um, but Colin, you should download that one. I think that one <laughs> would be fun. Um, so Manzemelo is hosting next year, right, guys? Like, I mean... <laughs> no, Petra, surely. <laughs> every single <laughs> excuse to get that man up there because he's such a beautiful man. Uh, get Jamie to look up Manzemelo. She'll she'll like him. All right, the, the big reveal, though. You're all wondering who won the uh, Eurovision predictions for 2023. Now, Colin, just to recap for yourself, after the semifinals... You got a total of 15 points. You got nine in the first semi. So you only got one wrong in the first semi-final. Good job, Colin wow. Hilding. And six in semi-final two. So uh, that's what you got going into that. But uh, Jared uh, leading going into the final, as per usual. You got Mr. Perfect, Jared, here. Got a 10 out of 10 in the semi-final one, eight in semi-final two. Uh, Alex and I equal second on 16. Colin, you're on 15. So... I'm going to go through these quickly. Now, just a, a reminder how this works. We all gave a prediction of where we thought each song would finish. Whoever gets the closest gets a point. If two people are within the same amount of points, uh, same amount of places, you both get a point. And if you get the prediction correct, as in if you say Germany finished 26 and you predict the 26, you get two points. Dois, de, un, de, de, de. That's un, de. That's how my numbers work. We all on board with that? All right, cool. So Germany, 26. I said 11th, Jared said 11th, Colin said 6th, and Alex, you said 16th. You get the point for that because you were the closest. Good job. Uh, We know that Jared's going to get a point for the UK because he said 26th, so he's closest. Uh, I said 6th, Alex said 14th, Colin said 12th. So uh, none of us were remotely close. Serbia, 24th. Uh, Alex and Colin, you both get a point uh, because you said 20th. I said 17th. Jared, you said 14th. It's a good start here, Alex. There's plenty of time for it to go wrong. All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, we all get the point for Portugal because we all said they'd be 24th and they were 23rd. So <laughs> no surprises there. Albania, uh, Jared and I get the point. We both said 25th. Alex, you said that'd be last. Colin, you said Albania wow. would be fourth. Uh, I, I really, yeah, I was really impressed with them. I'm, I'm tenth in the televote. You were, you're on the right track. <laughs> 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 That's who you voted for. Alex, did you vote? Did you? Of course, I voted. Yeah. Uh, Dinga did 15 to Finland, 3 to uh, three to someone and 2 to someone else. I'm I've forgotten a, who they are now. Portugal. I'm, a, I'm the only cheap-ass one on this show. I didn't actually vote. Um, <laughs> awkward. Got a dip, got a vote. Um, Slovenia, your mother's favourite. Uh, 23rd, I said, uh, Jared said 9th, Alex said 15th, Colin said 10th. I get the point. I was closest. Switzerland, they were 20th. Myself, Jared, and Alex all get a point because we all said 22nd. Colin, you said 9th. Um, we get into our first 100% accurate predictions. 19th were Poland. Colin, you said 5th. Not even close, my friend. Jared said 23rd. Alex and I, ding, ding, ding. We both said 19th. Go for us. Uh, Moldova, I said 14th. Alex said 21st. Colin said 13th. Jared, you get the point because you said 17th. They finished 18th. Spain, Colin... You did all right on this one. Every, all three of us said they'd be in the top 10. I said 7th. Alex said 7th. Jared said 3rd. They finished 17th. Colin, you said 23rd. You get the point. 
France, similar story here with this one. Uh, the fact that I said eight, Alex said fourth, Jared, you said 12th. But uh, Colin gets a point because he said 15th. There's only one off. So Colin is off to a... What's going on? We can't oh. lose to Colin. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, Austria, uh, Colin gets the point again. He said 14th. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, they finished 15th. Alice, you said 8th. Jared, you said 6th. I said 12th. Uh, Armenia. Am I, getting, am I saying that correctly now? Yeah. You Thank nailed you. it. Armenia. Um, <laughs> they finished 14th. I said 20th. Colin said 19th. Alex said 12th. Jared gets the point. He said 13th. Croatia. They finished 13th. Jared said 10th. Alex said 9th. Colin said 11th. I said 15th. Colin and I get both, both get the point because we were both within four. So there you go. Cyprus finished 12th. Uh, Colin, you said 21st. Jared, you said 21st. Alex and I both said 18th. We get the point. Lithuania finished 11th. I said that'd be last. Not even close, Ben. Jared, you said that'd be 8th. You get the point because Alex said 25th. And yeah, Colin, the mum vote. <laughs> 17th. Casper um, said 1. Well, Casper is wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My sister's crown, Czech Republic, finished 10th. Jared, you said 20th. Colin, you said 25th. Ding, ding, ding. Alex and I both 100% correct again. We both said 10th. So, oh, Alex, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I've lost track of the scores, so who knows? <laughs> I, I'm not adding You're hearing your name mentioned a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good, yeah. <laughs> Australia, finished 9th. Jared, you said 18th. Alex said 13th. Colin, you said 7th. You should be confident with that, but I said 9th. I got 100% wow. correct for Australia, so I'll take it. Uh, Estonia, I said 21st, Alex said 23rd, Colin said 18th, Jared gets the point. They finished 8th and Jared said 16th. Good job, Jared. Belgium finished 7th, Jared, you said 15th, Alex said 17th, Colin said last. Poor Gustav. I said 14th, I had faith in the hat, so I get a point. Ukraine, again, we're not really talking about much of them, uh, the reigning champs, did all right to finish 6th. Jared, you said 19th, Alex said 6th. Uh, actually, hang on. I've done this incorrectly. I've given uh, lots of points to everyone here. When Alex, you obviously get two points here. So, uh, oh, thank you. Hang on one second while I quickly <laughs> read. <laughs> Apparently, I've given Colin and I points as All well. Right. When starting <laughs> with twenty. <laughs> uh, no, I don't need to do that. All I need to do is remove a point from Colin and I, and add a point to Alex, and it won't change your Do you results. have to? Don't worry, it hasn't changed the overall result. Um, Norway finished fifth. Colin, you said they were the winner. Uh, Alex, you said third. Jared, you said fourth. Should be confident in that, except I said fifth. So <laughs> I get another two points. Italy, I was well off on this one. I said 16th. They finished fourth. Jared, you get the point. You said they'll be in seventh. Alex said 11th. Colin said 22nd. Now our top three. So uh, Israel finished third. Colin, you said 16th for Israel. Little faith in Israel. Jared and Alex, you both said fifth. I said third. I get another two points. Finland, now they were all our winner's pick except for Colin. So, Colin, you actually get the two points for that because you said that'd be second, whereas Jared, myself, and Alex all said first. Now, that leads us to Sweden. Colin, you said third, and uh, Jared, Alex, and I said second. So, we all get the point. So, the reveal here, televotes and jury in last position... And a solid debut, Colin. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Oh. 25 overall out of the seven. That's not bad. Not bad. Don't flip us the finger. So you got 10 in the final, <laughs> six, and then nine in the semis. We have a tie for second. Two people got 28 points. Although I will say one person got higher in the final. 
Jared and Alex, you finished on 28 points. Alex, you beat Jared in the final. I'll take that. Look, I'm just I'm just excited to be held in such esteemed company. I'm just excited the fact that I won. <laughs> <laughs> the first time since the first year we ever did this. I, got th- I shattered in. 34. Jerry, can you give us the finish, uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> the reaction? <laughs> I just want Jared's reaction to the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> but what what got it for me is I got one, two, oh, three, four. double points. I got five, a hundred percent correct, which isn't too bad. Don't change the system, Jared. You didn't get any. Colin even got a hundred percent correct position. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, you'll win Junior Eurovision though. Jared. <laughs> That's it. Um. Uh, just one thing I did not mention, the spokespeople, the Icelandic guy that gave 12 points to Australia, was he not the greatest thing we've ever seen when he like removed like five masks unzipped and he goes, Australia. Um, love that guy. And also the pussy licker guy from Latvia was back. Um, so literal song last year, Colin, by the way. I'm not being gross. He literally opens the song, goes, I don't eat. Was it? I don't eat meat. Instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. That's exactly how he opened his song up. That's uh, That's Latvia for you. Final take on anything you want to add. We're going to close this up. We're going to be in Sweden next year. We're excited. We are going to do Junior Eurovision this year. I think last year we said, oh, let's pick a random year and do a Eurovision. We're still on the table. We've got lots of other shit. We do. Alex doesn't do anything with us. but uh, I could do predictions for that. You, you could. <laughs> um, I, I'm pumped for Junior. Alex, Junior Eurovision, you going to join us this year? Yeah, why not? Why not? Exactly. Australia might not be in it next year. There are, Our contract has run out. Uh, whether or not we get renewed or not, who knows? I mean, it'll be sad, but I mean, we all grew up watching Eurovision without Australia, so it's not kind of like we weren't used to this, what, seven, eight years ago. Um, Jared, I'll, I'll end with you because this is your baby. Uh, Colin, you glad you did this? Are you going to miss Eurovision yeah. and will you be back for junior Eurovision and normal uni- Eurovision next year? <laughs> Yeah, I would have thought with basically just three shows, it wouldn't uh, uh, really bring a lot of investment. Like, I got very invested in it near the end. So uh, I'm into this now. I'm, I'm back for next year. I might even be here for Euro Junior Euro Junior Vision. Junior, uh, ju- maybe, junior, junior. <laughs> yeah, that one. Maybe, guys- maybe just because I'm obligated to whenever Ben talks about children, but uh, I'll be here. Are you guys doing American Song Contest then, if that comes back again? Yeah. I saw I've watched the first season yet. I've got it. Um, I'll get there eventually. And Canada won TBC. Uh, Asia Vision, of course. We know that's coming this year finally. Alex, uh, final thoughts, anything to add here? Sad, happy, I don't know, talk talk up, Have forever hold your peace? Oh, it was a fun final. I don't think there were many acts I look back on in the final and go, oh, I'm disappointed that was there. Overall, I thought it was a really enjoyable final and yeah really enjoyable year i agree jared do we need the tissues do we need to play some sad music i mean what are you going to do with yourself now there's no like eight well i mean i guess you could start watching the san marino contest that's probably going to start tomorrow <laughs> isn't it it's got a 52 week lead into eurovision so i mean you get started on that tomorrow at least that'll keep me covered no i think uh around christmas we start getting next year's songs so um That'll go fast enough. I mean, like this year was just so like the final was honestly really good. I don't think it's like the best year I've ever watched, but there was like no, to me, there was no real filler in the final. Uh, and maybe that's because like another pet peeve, I think we need to get rid of like pre-recorded backing vocals because people aren't sounding bad enough. I'm missing that a little bit. Like the terrible, like this person cannot sing at all vocals yeah. uh, that we've covered up with the backing vocals. So I'm hoping, yeah, next year, change the juries, get rid of pre-recorded backing vocals. Uh, Bring on Monaco and, and Luxembourg and, uh, and and it'll be better than ever. And Hungary, bring back Boggy. 
she deserves some retribution for 2015, all right? Doesn't she? Okay. We miss Hungary. I always forget that they're not in it anymore. So hashtag bring back Hungary. When did the junior Eurovision song start getting leaked, Jared? Not that far ahead of whenever it's on. <laughs> Just show up. November, October? I don't know. Go on, Jenny. You know, it's going to be a terrible year now that we're covering it again. <laughs> I, honestly, like the last few years have actually been good, <laughs> but now it's going to be terrible. going to be like, what was he talking about? I literally, like, I know we did it, but I cannot, like, could I tell you? I'm pretty sure I said, oh, yeah, that song. I think I downloaded it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that song. Like, I could probably listen to that. If, I, if you played it to me right now, I couldn't tell you what that song was. I don't even remember who won. Who won that year? <laughs> Who cares? A kid. <laughs> a kid. Uh, of course, we're going to close off with a bit of Laureen and a bit of Tattoo. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back at some point. Maybe we'll have an interview. We said we were going to do some more of those interviews, so perhaps that's what we will do. I have no idea. Um, it was fun when we did it, so, yeah, that could work. Um, other than that, if we're not back, then we're front. What? That doesn't make sense. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon on Eurovision. Good night. I don't wanna go, but baby we both know this is not a time it's time to say goodbye until we meet again cause this is not the end it will come a day when we will find a Cool